Hello and welcome to the GoatCast. This is your host, Darkhorn Goat. This is episode two. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about why I believe Trump is a fascist. But first, I got to take issue with something. I saw an article today on Vox that, while, while I was kind of doing some research, that talked about why they believe Trump isn't actually a fascist. And they talked to these five different experts on fascism and politics in general. And it, it took this really, really almost overly nuanced view of things. Uh, basically, it said, well, Trump, you know, in each of the commentators' opinions, there was one little area where Trump didn't quite measure up to, say, Mussolini, Hitler, um, Spain in the 1930s. Uh, the other fascist regimes that have existed. And as a result of him not quite measuring up in these one or two areas, they didn't believe he was actually a fascist. Yeah, honestly, that's kind of like saying, well, I don't 100% believe in, oh, I don't know, um... I don't completely believe in banning all guns for all purposes. Therefore, I'm not truly a progressive. Or, well, I, I'm a progressive, but I'm you know not 100% in favor of abortion or something like that. Well, automatically, you're not a progressive. You don't meet the purity test. When that's not the case at all. I, I meet every other... I mean, every other standard when it comes to being a progressive, you know, we're just saying hypothetically, you know, I, I would meet every other standard when it comes to being a progressive, but there's this one little, little area where I don't. So therefore I'm automatically not a progressive. And to me, that's completely false. I don't believe you have to meet every criteria to be a part of every, you know, individual political group. If I was a conservative, but I believed that abortion was every woman's right, regardless, whatever, you know, that should be protected. Well, therefore, you're not a conservative. Well, that's bullshit. Um, you don't have to measure up to every single standard to be part of an individual group. Um, by the same respect... I honestly don't believe that Trump necessarily has to measure up to every standard of fascism to be a fascist. Now, on my first podcast, I did a rundown of various political systems, including fascism, and kind of defined them. Now, today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about why, based on that, Trump is actually a fascist. Now, just as a refer as a refresher... Fascism is a far-right, authoritarian, ultranationalist, dictatorship type of government. Um, they believe in um, being able to use force to suppress your opposition. They believe that violence can be used as a means to an end to um, either quell the population uh, opposition or to um, put down any sort of um, 
any sort of, oh, I'm trying to think of the word here. Basically, the violence is okay as long as it's used to further the state. Um, they believe in um, that liberalism, Marxism, anything on the left is inherently bad. Some of them are far enough right that they don't even see being a conservative as necessarily a good thing. They believe that anyone that falls outside of their ideological area is automatically against them. And yeah, I, I firmly believe that Trump kind of falls into that, even though he purports to be a conservative, I don't believe he actually is. I believe he actually kind of falls under, um, under fascism. And based on a lot of what we've been seeing going on lately, it's kind of hard to refute that. I mean, just take, for instance, what happened in Kenosha with the guy. I don't want to say his name because I don't want to give him publicity, even though his name is all over the place right now. Um, I, I would not feel comfortable actually giving him more publicity than he's already gotten. But the guy in Kenosha that, that shot and killed two people and shot and wounded a third Trump actually had the gall to say, well, maybe he was acting in, in self-defense. Well, no, this guy traveled all the way up from Illinois with, an, with a, a high-powered rifle and showed up at, at a protest with the sole intention of shooting someone. You don't show up at something like that unless you're going to shoot somebody. And to say, well... Maybe he was acting in self-defense. Well, no, people don't do things like that in self-defense. People do things like that to stir up trouble because they they want to shoot somebody, you know, and it's it's a horrible thing. And to, to have the gall to stand there and try to defend the guy, uh, that's just messed up. I, and you can look back through Trump's history over the last four years, things that he said at his rallies, you know, um, well, if, if you guys beat up any protesters that, that show up at my rallies or any protesters, I'm going to pay your legal fees. Just, you know, contact my team and we'll pay your legal fees. You don't do that kind of thing that we, we have something in our country here in the United States, known as the First Amendment. And the First Amendment guarantees our right to free speech and free assembly. That means that, yes, we are allowed to protest. That is one of the tenets that this country was founded on, was the right to protest. In fact, if it wasn't for protest against the British government in the 1770s, this country would not exist. We would still be a British colony. We would still be under the rule of the, the British parliament and monarchy. Instead, we protested against what we thought was unfair taxation, no representation in Great Britain whatsoever, um, a very oppressive society under the British monarchy. And as a result, we protested we went, we ended up having a, a revolutionary war over it. And right there ensconced in our constitution, the first amendment to the constitution 
is the right to free speech and the right to free assembly, peaceful assembly. Now, as a caveat, I, I gotta say, I don't agree with the rioting. I don't agree with the looting. I think that is ignorant. I think it's stupid. I get it. I get why people are pissed off. And believe me, I'm pissed off too. I am sick and tired of the things that have gone on over the last four years. And I really dislike the direction this country is headed in. And, you know, I get why people are pissed off. I'm pissed off too. Does that mean I'm going to go down the street and go to a, a strip mall and start throwing bricks through windows. No, not in the least. In fact, that's the opposite of what I'm going to do. I'm going to do my podcast. I'm going to get on social media. I'm going to possibly march at at a rally. I'm going to get behind, in this case, Joe Biden, the, the Democratic presidential candidate. I'm going to do my part to foster change and I'm going to do so peacefully. I think using violence to try to accomplish any of this is completely wrong. But I digress. Um, Back to Trump being a fascist. There's so many areas where he does meet the standard. Um, He believes in mobilization of the military to quell any sort of rebellion. He believes in, um, in fact, he, he tried to do exactly that. He tried to get the Pentagon to allow him to use the military. Instead, he had to settle on Homeland Security and making this federal police force out of the Homeland Security Department and using them in places like Portland, Oregon to try to quell protesting. And all that ended up doing in the end was ratcheting up even more violence, which apparently he gets off on in some sick, strange way. Um, Fascism is also defined as having a strong man, a, a, a dictator at the helm of things who has absolute power. Uh, think Mussolini, think Hitler. Um, and Trump totally sees himself in that class right alongside people like Kim Jong-un, who you could argue that he's jumped from being a communist or socialist type leader over to almost almost a fascist dictator in his own state. Um, he also meets a lot of the criteria. The only difference is um, the corporate aspect of things. Uh, one thing about fascism is it kind of blurs the lines between um, the corporate community and government and who influences who. Um, in the case of fascism, it does it does call traditionally for a very structured economy, but one that does not um, have disdain for capitalism. You You should still be able to earn a profit. You should still be able to um, kind of do what you want as a corporation, but what it does say is that, um, you should not do so. It, you should not, uh, I'm trying to think of how to word this. Um, 
it does say that um, you should not do so in excess, I guess you could say. Um, you shouldn't be materialistic in your pursuits. So it should not be about, you know, he who dies with the most toys wins. It should be about, yes, make a profit, live comfortably, but not in excess, I guess you could say. Um, which Trump doesn't exactly meet that standard. Um, one could argue that he has lived to gross excess. I mean, the man has a gold toilet. Um, if you look at some of the photos, he's sitting in a room adorned with gold leaf. Everything's painted gold, golden piano, everybody, you know, dressed to the nines. You know, it's the epitome of gaudy excess. Um, so that, that's kind of one area where he does not really meet the standard, but where he does meet the standard economically is he does believe in achieving, um, National economic self-sufficiency, um, isolationism economically. In other words, we should stop relying on China. We should stop relying on Japan, Canada, Germany, um, Great Britain, any other country. We should not be relying on them at all economically. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, he he kind of believes in... Um, total isolation economically. Um, the, the problem with that is the society we live in today, everything is global. We import so much goods. Um, granted, we do export quite a bit as well, especially when it comes to the automotive sector. But we do import a lot in the way of electronics, um, electronic parts, even automotive parts, um, metals, things like that. We, we it do import a lot, um, but we do still export, you know, an, an astonishing amount as well. Um, but uh, under fascism, it's total economic self-sufficiency. That's where a lot of the, we need to bring our factory jobs home. We need to stop relying on China. We need to close our doors to China. We need to, to, to get rid of China, blah, blah, blah. That's where a lot of that comes from is that sense of, um, autarky and the way the economy works today, that's simply not a feasible position. I, under a fascist regime, regime, a hardcore fascist regime, that's a possibility, but I don't quite see it happening. Um, another important tenet of fascism is, in fact, racism. Um, and that's something where I really think Donald Trump is has really showed himself. Um, he has been hostile to Hispanics. Um, look at, you know, a lot of the things he said about Mexicans and Mexico in particular, while he was campaigning in 2016, look at the things he said since look at, um, look at, you know, the, the, the wall that they're trying to build at the Southern border, which uh, that that's a whole other show there that I could do just about the, the clusterfuck happening down at the wall, um, that, that they're supposedly trying to build, um, 
the whole Steve Bannon situation. That's, you know, that should be a congressional investigation in and of itself there to see what hand Trump and his cronies have had in that. But again, that goes back to the merging of corporate and, um, you know, state interests, you know, as part of fascism, you know, it, it, it still kind of fits that mold. Um, another thing where I think the whole GOP in general is guilty of is fascism rejects charity, um, except for in certain cases where it furthers those deemed worthy of that charity. Um, it, it, if you look at a lot of the rhetoric coming from the right wing over the past however many years it's been, um, it's been quite a long time since they've started this rhetoric, I'd say since Nixon, um, they believe that a, a lot of the people on welfare, um, and it, it seems to be targeted mostly at black Americans, Hispanic Americans in particular, um, a lot of the people on welfare are lazy and they just don't want to work. They don't want to um, get off their asses. They're, they're all on drugs. They all, they're all alcoholics, blah, blah, blah. They're just abusing the state power. We need to take them off welfare and force them to get back to work. None of that could, all of that is so far removed from truth. It's stupid. None of that is actually true. Um, yes, there are a lot of people that are on welfare that, that, you know, well, I shouldn't say a lot. There are some people that do abuse the system. I've known a few actually who abuse the system, but by and large, most people who are taking advantage of some sort of welfare, whether it be unemployment, um, SSI, SSDI, so forth, they would rather be out there working. They'd be rather be out there making an honest living, earning an honest paycheck, um, contributing to society. Nobody wants, very few people actually want to just sit at home and collect a check for the rest of their lives. They would rather be contributing. So to sit there and say, well, these people are just lazy, blah, blah, blah. Well, you don't know the the rest of their circumstances is their mental illness involved is there um do they have a legitimate disability um do they have some sort of other health issue that prevents them from working are they a caregiver at home do they have a relative that that they have to give round the clock care to and as a result they're collecting a disability payment on behalf of their relative because they honestly can't work you know what's the reasoning there and the right simply doesn't care they're like well get back to work it doesn't matter get back to work and again that's kind of a messed up way of looking at things but that does fall under a fascist viewpoint um so yes right the rest of the right wing you're you're guilty of this too um there, there's just so many ways that Trump meets the criteria of fascism that it's hard to say that he's not a fascist unless you really look at things in a very nuanced viewpoint. Well, he seems to still kind of respect democracy. Well, not really. When you look at him inviting Russia to interfere in our election, 
um, when he stood there um, in front of a microphone and said, well, if, if Russia could find Hillary's emails, blah, 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 you know, that, that was a, a clear invitation to Russia to interfere in the election. And then to stand there in the face of all evidence to the contrary and say, oh, no, Vladimir Putin, you know, strongly denies Russia being involved. OK, that's like saying, well, I strongly deny that I stole this. Um, I stole this. Roll of paper towels that I have shoved down the front of my pants. You know, even though it's right there, you can see it. You know, <laughs> I, I strongly deny that that I stole it. Oh, okay. Well, you strongly deny. That's okay. Well, apparently you're okay. No, that's not how things work. If there's evidence, you can deny it all day long as strongly as you want. It doesn't matter. You're still guilty. And it, it doesn't matter how strongly Russia denies it. They're still guilty of meddling in the election. And Trump more or less invited them to do so. Um, for what reason? I don't know. I don't want to speculate there. Um, some say it's because he owes some debt to Russian oligarchs, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to get into that speculation. That's a whole other show. Uh, Trump versus Trump and Russia. That's a whole other thing. But right there, that shows that he has very little respect for the democratic process for the electoral process. I mean, just look at the way he expects Congress to bow to his will, to kowtow to him, to kiss his ass. And anybody who doesn't absolutely kiss his ass and say nice things about him, he talks about how horrible of a person they are. They're this horrible, horrible person. You know what? That no, that's not how things work. Again, you know, you can disagree with somebody and that doesn't mean that you're a horrible person just because, you know, if some people, there, there's a lot of people that I know that disagree with me on things that are political and most of them, you know, I still have respect for them. I, I still can sit down with them, have a drink, have a meal, joke around with them, get along with them just fine. Just because we differ politically doesn't mean that I don't think that they're a good person. Now, I do know a lot of people on the right who I consider to be horrible people. I know a lot of people on the left. Well, I shouldn't say a lot. I know a few people on the left who I'm not fond of. You know, it, I, I don't look at a person's politics or whether or not they agree with me, whether or not they're willing to kiss my ass and decide whether or not they're horrible. They're a horrible person. Now, do I want their respect? Yes. Do do I expect to have to earn their respect? Absolutely, just as they have to earn mine. But that doesn't mean that they have to kiss my ass. And for Trump to act like that and turn into a petulant little fucking child when somebody doesn't kiss his ass. I mean, it's that. That's just that is so just messed up. But again, that falls under, that falls under fascism. That is a fascist way of looking at things. You know, it's us versus them. Well, either you're for me or you're against me. There's no middle ground. There's no in between. There's no nuance there. Either you agree with me a hundred percent or you're my enemy. And I will stop at nothing to defeat you. 
that that's not how the world works. That's all. All that does is is create division, create strife, and it leads to the violence that we're seeing now. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I could go on all night about you know different ways that Trump meets the standard to be a fascist. Um, but bottom line, if if you really look at it, if you take away the little nuance point points of view, and you look at the big picture, you look at the full definition of fascism in a nutshell, and you look at Donald Trump and the things he said and done over these last four years, um, both before and while he's been in the White House, he pretty much meets the standard of fascism. Well, I shouldn't even say pretty much. He does meet the standard of fascism. There's one or two little nuanced areas where he may not fully meet the standard, but he meets so many points that to say, well, then he's not a fascist. Well, no, yeah, he is. He, he's absolutely a fascist. It, it, it's it's pretty cut and dry in the matter. So um, I think that's going to wrap up our show for today. Uh, we'll be back next time with another podcast. Uh, in the meantime, uh, have a great evening, great night, great morning, whenever you're listening to this. And uh, we'll see you next time.